I like the idea if you don't love the idea of one of those three quarterbacks. If you aren't completely sold that one of those three guys, whoever falls to you at three, isn't a face of the franchise type of player, then don't draft him. You have to love the player. Do not force it at the top of the draft. Get a premium player at a premium position that's not quarterback if you don't love that guy. And I should just make it very clear here too, you could potentially have fields for two years. If you acquire him soon enough, you could even potentially pick up his fifth year option. Now that's a lot of money. You're talking maybe 25-ish million dollars for a guy who's been very up and down over the course of his career. It's an option is all I'm saying. I don't hate it. Third round pick, you're sort of rolling the dice at that point in the draft anyway for a guy who has real upside at the most important position in the sport. It's Phil Perry last night on Early Edition kicking around the idea of the Patriots trading for Justin Fields, who Patriots fans should know well. He came in here and kicked the crap out of the Pats when Mac got benched on Monday Night Football. Two years ago. That was pretty much like the end of Mac as we knew him. It was, yeah, very much the beginning of the end, yeah. And so you guys should know him well. Is that an acceptable route to take this offseason? Are you a fan of that idea? 617-779-7937. We'll get into it here today on Jones and Mego with our camp. We'll talk to Tommy Curran about it when he joins us 90 minutes from now for his weekly appearance every Thursday at 330 got some thoughts on the Celtics they take on the Lakers tonight some thoughts on the Red Sox Arkan has a a very very interesting trade proposal for the Red Sox that I want to get into before the hour's out but let's start with our big question of the day pretty simple should the Patriots trade for Justin Fields Mego yes or no 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 I first of all I just I don't love Fields as a quarterback but I would ask you to look at it from the Bears perspective Are the Bears completely locked in, obsessed with Caleb Williams, the way that you see reports about how Kansas City was early in on Mahomes, like back when they had Alex Smith still as their quarterback, they're already doing deep dive work on Caleb Williams? It's possible. But why is Justin Fields not good enough for the Bears and their draft position, but he's good enough for you and these other quarterbacks in the draft? Are you so low on Drake May and Jaden Daniels that you're going to roll the dice with a reclamation project in Justin Fields when you don't have your offensive coordinator yet. You don't know who's going to be running the passing game because if Nick Haley comes in as the offensive coordinator, he's a tight ends coach who's never been a coordinator before. So who's bringing along your quarterback? We've seen Justin Fields butt heads with his offense coordinators and passing game coordinators in the past in Chicago, whether he's right or wrong, that's clearly a relationship that matters a lot to him. Do you think that if you go and get Marvin Harrison Jr. with a number three pick, that that's an immediate lock to elevate Justin Fields to the next level? You can talk me into that. I would just tell you that DJ Moore was not a total slump in last year. Like no, he, he was he had a great year. He had almost 1400 receiving yards and eight touchdowns. So it's not like a guy who's been in a position where he's had nothing around him. So I'm out on Justin Fields even if it's for a third or a fourth rounder. I want you to get a quarterback of the future in this draft, someone who you can mold, someone who you pick out yourself, not somebody else's reclamation project because they decided that they don't want to work with him anymore. So, look, I, simple answer, and, and I feel like you had it. Uh, why would the Bears be out on him but the Patriots would be in? Well, if everybody loves Caleb Williams and he's the no-brainer number one prospect in the draft and then there's a drop down to Drake May and Jaden Daniels and not every team, the Bears and the Patriots included, 
are sold on the second and third quarterbacks in the draft, whoever they are, but Caleb Williams is special. Well, there's your answer. They might like Justin Fields better than Drake May or Jaden Daniels. I don't subscribe to that. I'll give you my answer in a moment, though my guy, uh, guy from the 207 in the Twitch chat already saying, Jones just wants him here so he can tear him apart. I mean, you know, not totally wrong. I like Justin Fields. I've liked Justin Fields since that draft. I liked him better than uh, most quarterbacks. I liked him as the second-best quarterback in that draft after Trevor Lawrence. Better than Trey Lance, better than Zach Wilson, definitely better than Mac. So I've liked him for a long time. He hasn't worked out the way I thought in the NFL, uh, but he's available. Arkan, should they go get him? I'd get him. I'd uh, I'd, I'd give up a second-round pick. I wouldn't give up your uh, third overall, obviously, for him, but I would do that because, listen, I'm of the mind that these quarterbacks in the draft this year are not anything special. I'm of the mind that, you know, bringing Mac Jones into a situation where you build an offense around him could be something that works out for him, and I think that same thing could be said for Justin Fields. And I like Fields better than I like Mac Jones, and I like him better than any of these guys in the draft this year. So, yeah, I mean, if these are the three options that you have, if it's between one of the rookies, Mac Jones or Justin Fields, I say go ahead and get Justin Fields. You know he's talented. You know he's getting better every year, uh, you know, marginal. I'd say uh, last year he missed a bunch of time, but he did have better numbers than he did the year before. So there is a progression there, and he's only 24. So I think that you know there's there's no reason to think that he's going to be a can't miss grand slam home run. But out of those three options, Mac Jones, a rookie, or Justin Fields, I'll take Justin Fields. What's wrong with Jaden Daniels? Well, I don't know that anything is, but if the team doesn't have conviction and believe in him, then they no, shouldn't draft him. No, I'm, a, I'm asking Arkin oh, directly because you're saying you don't, you at least don't like these first-round quarterbacks. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of any of them. I think, I mean, listen, I don't think that he's uh, terrible, but I do think he was sort of the product of what was around him, and uh, he might have a tough transition going into the NFL. I just think it's going to be tougher for a rookie to come into a situation like this than a third-year quarterback who may have a little bit more experience. I think that's something that could work out on a team here, uh, and you're not talking about some Someone who's really, really, oh, you're not talking about a 27, 28-year-old who you can't sign long-term. 24, that's not that's not really anything to worry about. Yeah, so to me, uh, Arkan, you said you'd give up a second-round pick. The Patriots' second-round pick is very high, right? It's 34. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I run into a little bit of a, a wall with Justin Fields. Do I want to give up 34, or do I want to use that capital to move around potentially late into the first round? Uh, or take somebody there early in the second. Or take another quarterback there. Yeah, maybe, right. Yeah. Like Michael Penix or something like that, who I like over Bo Nix, who apparently is having a rough senior bowl. I I have not seen one throw of his land in a wide receiver's hand. I, you know, <laughs> I keep seeing these clips, and I've been talking up Bo Nix. It looks like he sucks at the season. Yeah, bowl. I mean, I don't know. Do they have him under center and he's not used to that? I have no idea. So, I mean, I, I don't want to read too much into it, but the reports are he's been bad at the senior bowl. Looks I've, like Cam Newton out there. I've liked Penix... <laughs> Better than him all year. I've watched a lot of Bo Nix. I've watched a lot of Penix. Uh, so I think Penix is the number four quarterback in this draft. I, um, to me, I'd lean towards giving up the third pick. And I would make this move if the Patriots feel like they can't get their guy. And what do I mean by that? I don't believe teams go into a draft. Like, a lot of fans go into it. And, like, we talk about it. It's like, I like all three of these quarterbacks. So I'll take any of them. One, two, three. I don't think that's how teams go into it. I think teams look at it and say, this is our guy. We can envision our whole organization off of this player, right? You know, he's above the rest of the roster. He's a quarterback. He's more important. And so he's a big, big linchpin in how you want to do things. Now, that assumes the Patriots have a plan and know how they want to do things (laughs) and have a vision. But I think it's how a lot of teams look at it. And so who do you envision as your guy? Is it Caleb Williams? Can you get him? Is it Jaden Daniels? Is it Drake May? Do they not like those guys? So, if I knew how the Patriots felt about these prospects and they felt they couldn't get their guys, say they love Drake May, 
but they know they can't get him at three. They know Washington is locked in, and Caleb Williams is going one. Then I'm fine with trading for Justin Fields. I would rather do what you said, Mego, take the quarterback at three. I'm well-established on that. I like all these quarterbacks. If they don't, or they feel like their guy won't get to them at three, I like trading for Justin Fields. I'd give up a third-rounder for Justin Fields. And I think if I were another team, I'd give up a second. The reason I balk at it if I'm the Patriots is because their second-round pick is basically a first-rounder. Yeah, rounder. it's 30, almost like the very end of the yeah, first round. Yeah, I mean, 34 is right. It's a really high second-round pick. So if they had a middle-of-the-round second-round pick, I might be more open to giving it up. Uh, what do you guys think? 617-779-7937. Should the Patriots be in on Justin Fields? Uh, you can vote at Jones and Mego. You can weigh in here on the phones. Meanwhile, I want to mention a, a story here off the top that's developed over the course of the afternoon. Diana Rossini. After the Washington Commanders, Mega went with Dan Quinn. Listen, I got some good news this week with my Orioles. I got some bad we- news with the Commanders. Some I don't, bad weed. I got some bad <laughs> weed. That's what it feels like. I feel like I'm losing my mind over okay. here. Like, when is this high going to end? Is this reality for all of time now? Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn! Dan Quinn, stinky hire. Get okay. out of here. That's not my question. Dan Quinn's not my question. Okay, so well, I, you started me on it. No, 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 I didn't. I just said that they hired... Uh, uh, you started me on it. I, you mentioned it. I said they hired Dan Quinn. I was trying to get to the Diana Rossini tweet. Uh, uh. Dur- during the hiring process... Washington uh, considered Bill Belichick for the job, according to sources. The commanders spoke with him. They talked to him, and he had support from some decision makers. Some, quote-unquote. In the end, Dan Quinn was their choice. I listened to Ian Rappaport right before the show. He listed off three finalists. It was Dan Quinn. It was Aaron Glenn. It was Anthony Weaver. Bill wasn't even a finalist, despite talking to Washington. Your thoughts? Sounds like it was something that was just super in passing. Like, not even any kind of real interview. Talk to is like maybe reached out, touched base, whatever. Um, I just, you're asking me my opinion on this. I don't understand where it took this turn. Like, it didn't seem, I'll say it doesn't seem like it turned to Belichick in the 11th hour. It seemed like they just decided that they had this whole big bowl of contestants and for whatever reason Ben Johnson bowed out and then they went a completely different direction that I don't agree with at all would I rather have Bill Belichick in that job than Dan Quinn yes me too. I would me too I would. If you could and I'm get down Bill, on Bill if you could get Bill just to coach there like have minimal input on personnel absolutely I am so down on this hire Arkan what do you make of Bill that's another job Bill it sounds like Bill wanted he wanted the Falcons job they told him go screw he he wanted the Washington job, it sounds like, and he couldn't even couldn't even really get a foot in the door there. Yeah, I mean, he did get a foot in the door, obviously, if there were uh, some decision makers who wanted any, it. Any traction, I'm sorry. He did the get a traction foot in the door. may right. not have happened. And listen, what did we say yesterday when we discussed this very thing? What would it take? It would take Bill going there hat in hand and saying, listen, guys, I'll do it your way. I don't need to bring in all my people. I don't need to bring in my kids. I don't have to bring Josh McDaniels. I don't have to run all the draft stuff. I don't have to be in charge of personnel. I'll just coach the team. Think he did that? No. If he did that, he probably gets the job and not Dan Quinn. Yeah, I think Bill should have done that. I think Bill should have done that and lied. I think he should have just gone in there and lied <laughs> and said, yeah, 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 I don't want personnel control. And then he gets in there and does whatever he wants and does his Bill thing. Because now he's going to be... crossed behind his back. Now, now he's going to be out of football. <laughs> if he doesn't get the Chiefs job, he is out of... Fo- for the first time in half a century, he's out of football. And I'm sorry, that's embarrassing. That's embarrassing for the quote-unquote, as we discussed yesterday greatest coach of all time or as i like to call him most accomplished i will get to your feedback bill getting shut out 
in Washington despite wanting the job. We'll add that with all your phone calls. 617-779-7937. Should the Patriots be in on Justin Fields? We'll talk to Tom Curran about it at 3.30. As we do each and every Thursday, we have Triple Play 445, Megsplaining 530, and Bet Roulette at 545. Some picks for tonight. I want to get into the Patriots and their vision at quarterback. What should they value in a quarterback this offseason? It's an important one. We'll get to it right after Trending with Arkin. This is Jones and Mega on WEEI. WEEI. What do you think was causing you to think so much, maybe think too much? Um, you know, could be, uh, you know, uh, coaching, um, I think. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, it makes it, you know, uh, they're doing their job when they're giving me, you know, what to look at and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I you know, can't be thinking about that when the game comes. I prepare myself throughout the week, and then when the game comes, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's time to play free at that point. So, um, you know, just thinking less and, you know, playing more. That's Justin Fields. It may sound familiar. If you listen to Jones and Mego with Arcan here on WEEI, we played that at the time. That's from September 30th, which let me get the Bears schedule up here. What week was that for Chicago? Justin Fields came out and he's like, yeah, I'm going to kind of blame the coaching for that one. Oh, that was off the uh, Kansas City, the terrible, terrible loss they had against Kansas City early in the year. Bears started 0-4. They actually finished the year okay. And Fields missed some time in between last season. And I think showed a minuscule amount of growth not a ton this year not as much as i would have hoped in year three but he threw the coaching right under the bus and i find that interesting for two reasons the first reason we talked about at the time mego we were comparing and contrasting mac jones on television airing out patricia and judge who knows what he was doing behind the scenes but at least he wasn't at the podium calling them out and if he was he was doing it in like a knife twisting weaselly way he wasn't directly saying uh, i don't know coaching so that's number one. How coachable is he? And is he going to throw coaches under the bus? I would have my ears perked up for that after the Mac experience. Especially if you're bringing in a young coach and an overall young, inexperienced coaching staff in terms of actually running the program. Well, number two, you know, one of the guys they interviewed, his offensive coordinator in Chicago, Luke Getze. That's one of the guys they interviewed for here. Now, maybe they did it to get some intel on Justin Fields. That would be smart. If they did it to bring in Luke Getze, I'm less in on that. And Getsy's interviewed for other jobs. I think he interviewed in New Orleans, uh, maybe elsewhere as well, after getting fired in Chicago. But I I don't know that I want the Luke Getsy experience. I definitely wouldn't want to merge the two here in New England. And that scares me a little bit with Justin Fields. It scared me when we talked about it in real time. Yeah, whatever that was, September 30th. When we talked about it, I'm like, I don't I don't like a quarterback just publicly cursing out and yelling at his coaches in the middle of a game for the whole country to see, never mind at the podium in like a more calm moment saying, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of the coaching is kind of the issue. I don't love that. No, I don't either. It wouldn't be the reason that I would absolutely be out on such a talented guy as Justin Fields. I have just pivoted to this mind that he's had a couple years now. The Bears Went through half of this season. It's funny because I was looking back on just to see what Chicago writes about fields and especially that moment. And going back through the Bears writers and other personalities this season, they're like, ooh, six games left to evaluate who fields is. And I'm like, they don't they don't know. They don't like this guy. They don't like this guy. He hasn't shown enough. 
Nobody knows Fields better than Chicago does. They want to move on from him for something totally unknown in Caleb Williams. And so if he's not good enough for them and they're going into the end of the last season going, oh, it's still an evaluation period. We still don't know what we have with this guy. I'm just not interested. You've been in quarterback purgatory for too long. This feels like an experiment that is more likely to keep you there okay, than but take you to another level. Fine. I, I Look, I'm not sure Fields is the answer. I mean, he might be better than – it's possible he's better than Drake May or Jaden Daniels and he's worse than Caleb Williams, and that's how everybody views it. That's how the whole league views it, But right? what's the upside with Fields versus the upside with Drake May or Jaden Daniels? I don't know. Maybe the Patriots like him better. I mean, I, I would— that those two are three years away from being Justin Fields? Yeah, maybe. No, uh, the upside. Yeah. You I, think that they're only going to be as good think, as Justin Fields is now? I think now? Fields' is upside— Potentially, well, yeah. Maybe they feel that way, yeah, is yeah. all he's saying. I, I think his upside is apparent. Like, I think he has tons of upside. The question is, will he ever get to it, and will he ever— especially a place like here— where they don't have coaches, they don't have anybody on the roster, they have no talent. So especially here, I don't know that he'll ever reach it, but I think I think the talent is tantalizing. And if you don't love, like Arkan does not love Jaden Daniels or Drake May. Maybe the Patriots feel the exact same way. And so that's how you can rationalize the two. The Bears are out on fields because they can get Caleb Williams. If the Patriots can't get Caleb Williams and they like him, then what do they do? And if they like fields better than these other guys, maybe that's where they look. Let me present another alternate scenario. Bill Barnwell brought this up today at ESPN, and it's interesting. I hadn't really thought about it. I had thought about trading for fields. I had thought about, uh, well, potentially, you know, moving down in the draft and skipping out on some players. I hadn't really thought about what if, what if the Bears want to move down? What if the Bears like Drake May? And they're like, well, we don't need to take him at one. Let's move down to three. We know he'll be available. Let's get some extra trade, uh, trade chips in the meantime. Or maybe the Bears love Justin Fields and they want Harrison. Let's move down to three. And... Maybe there's the potential for the Patriots to move up to the number one pick. So let me just read from Barnwell here and give me your thoughts. He says, jumping the commanders would cost the Patriots much more than what he detailed for other teams trading up, like Washington, given that they'll be competing against teams drafting behind them in terms of what they're willing to give up to move up. We haven't really seen a trade like this in recent years, but remember that the Giants sent first, third, and fifth round picks in 2004 when they swapped Phillip Rivers for Eli Manning. He said, given that the Manning deal was for a player who wasn't willing to play for the Chargers and came in the old CBA when rookie deals are more expensive, moving up to three should cost more. The Bears would still be in position to draft the non-quarterback of their choosing here, and I'll add, maybe they like a quarterback and are moving down for him. Uh, he says, proposed trade for the number one pick. Is this too much or too little, Arcan, to go from three to one? The third pick, the 34th pick, a 2025 first rounder, and a 2025 third rounder. Is that worth it? If you're in love with Caleb Williams, I don't think so, but I'm not in love with Caleb Williams, so I'm, I'm biased. But I think that that's generally what the going rate is. If you're trying to get to number one overall, they can they can hold you for ransom, and you're gonna have to you're gonna if you, they know it's for sale and there's other teams in, and you're you're shopping it around, then yeah, you're gonna have to put something together along those lines. I mean, that's a lot. The third. The 34th and then two more firsts, is that it? Kind of. I mean, you're only moving from three to one. So the Bears are dropping two spots to pick up a 2025 first, a 2025 third, and this year's second. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's you're a You're shaking lot. your head? I'm not doing it. Why? Because you have too many areas of need that you need to backfill right now. You need a quarterback. Like, you need a quarterback, but you can get a quarterback. I don't, first of all, I have serious reservations about Caleb Williams walking into the locker room and the franchise as it is right now and immediately taking that all on his shoulders as the guy that you need there at quarterback in terms of 
the character, the leadership, the poise, all of it. But even beyond that, you're giving up the 34th pick in this draft. You're you're giving up the first round pick in the next draft and you're without two tackles and you need wide receivers too. Like at some point you do have to start building up the foundation of your offense and you're giving up picks that high. I wouldn't do it. Okay. I would. If you love Caleb Williams and you think he's the next Andrew Luck or the next, I'm talking about the prospect now, Trevor Lawrence, who was like a can't miss number one guy. Turns out he's real iffy, but if you feel like he's that kind of prospect, then I don't think you can pay too much. A future first, this year's second, and a future third to move up two spots? I don't think that's too much if you love Caleb Williams. Or maybe you like Justin Fields and you want the Patriots to make a deal for him. Should the Patriots trade for Justin Fields? It's our big question of the day. Up now at Jones and Mego, 58% say no. No, they should not. Uh, 41%. Uh, let's round it up. 42% agree with me. Uh, so continue to vote there. You can dial us up on the phones. We'll get to you in a moment. But, Arkan, we have a little bit of breaking news on tonight's Celtics and Lakers game. Yeah, uh, apologies to anybody who was really excited to go to this game tonight. No LeBron James, no Anthony Davis. Both have been ruled out for the Lakers per Woj. I mean, that's that's unfortunate. Like, you want to see Jason Tatum dunk on Austin Reeves, though? This is, <laughs> this is the game for you. I mean, I got to be honest, I was, I was kind of looking forward to tonight's I game. I definitely was. You know? Oh, I thought it was going in this direction. You we thought they the, weren't going to play? Yeah. Why we, did you think that? Because they were. They have so many injuries right now on that roster. They were going to roll. Did they play be, last night? Be rolling out without like four of their starters or major role players anyway. Did the Lakers play last night? Did, I don't believe so. Did they play on Friday? Like what the hell? Like why? Why on earth would they be sitting these guys? Vacation time. They played the Hawks on uh, the thirtieth. So yeah, they played the Hawks. Um, I'm guessing they play on Friday. On Tuesday, Tuesday would be my guess. But like, so what? Like, you're not going to play these guys tonight? That stinks. So, uh, T's and P's, if you're going to the Celtics game tonight to see LeBron and Anthony Davis for their only trip to the Garden, or is it? (laughs) Uh, You're not going to see them tonight. Neither one is playing. Do you think the Celtics react accordingly? Do you think they sit people? They should. They might as well. Yeah, they should. Give a little night off. Yes. Should they? You've heard heard all the bitching and complaining about missing too many games. Tyrese Halliburton calling it a crappy rule and everything else for not playing in enough games for All-NBA. That's different. He's on on a minutes restriction, so he's very frustrated Okay, but what I'm telling you is you can only miss so many of these games if you want to be All-NBA or an All-Star. Okay, see, I'm thinking more like why don't you just sit Porzingis and Horford out. You know, this is fine. We don't need to put so not we, don't need, Brown. we don't need to put miles on those vehicles. Okay. Well that stinks. That news stinks. Uh you can jump that in does on it. Suck. If you're going to the game tonight, uh please sound off six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Uh we're also gonna get to an Arcan trade proposal for the Red Sox. Uh that's coming up about fifteen minutes from now. In the meantime, how about some phone calls? Uh let's start it off with our buddy Deuce, PK in Boston. Go ahead, Deuce. Hey everybody, how you all doing? We're doing well. Good question for you. Since uh, Belichick is not going to get a job this year, do you think they can do a two-for-one Tom Brady and Belichick um, end of the season closure for the June recognition for Tom Brady? Okay, so I want to say I've heard Andy Hart suggest this before. Uh, That's a terrible it's idea. It's so awkward. I've heard it suggested. You guys don't like it? No, it would be way too awkward. It's too soon. It's too soon with Belichick. Well, Each Bill- one of them should have okay. their own thing. Hang on. Uh, right. I agree with that. Yeah. And uh, Maybe I didn't realize that's what he meant. So he said, he said uh, as a joint celebration. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, I thought, can you just add Bill in there? No, no, no. Too? They shouldn't do that. I'm sorry. I thought, but Bill should, if Bill's not doing anything, Bill should be there, right? Yeah. He should be there. They should be at each other's Brady. things. Yeah, sure. But okay. they should have their own things. Okay. Uh, no, I agree yeah. with that. Uh, but I feel, I feel like I've heard Andy at least suggest uh, Bill's attendance at that. But maybe I'm uh, crediting the wrong person. And if you're just tuning in, Bill Belichick wanted the Washington job. Uh, he did not get the Washington job. But I'll read you the tweet again from Diana Rossini. 
Uh, during the hiring process in Washington, they hired Dan Quinn. Bill Belichick was considered for the job per sources. The commander spoke with him, and he had support from some decision makers. In the end, Dan Quinn is their choice. So, Bill, Bill, 0 for 2. 0 for 2. Bill, you know Dan Quinn. You beat him in the Super Bowl. Uh, no. Uh, so, 0 for 2 on Bill wanting jobs, which is kind Actually, of... Actually, I beat him in the Super Bowl <laughs> when I intercepted that path. Kind of pathetic. A great play. Uh, Are you feeling bad at all? You felt bad for Mac all that. Are you starting to feel bad for Bill? Like, no, poor, I poor feel Bill. I feel bad for me because Dan Quinn is the head coach of my franchise. I see. Do you feel bad for Bill at all, Arkin? A little bit. You do? A little tiny bit, yeah. I feel like this is not he's he's a proud guy and I feel like this is a tough way for it to end. I, I think he's done. I don't think he's getting a job next year. I think this is it. Well, so I do feel a little bad. I'm yeah. curious about that. Although Jerry Jones is fanning the flames as we discussed yesterday. I can definitely work with him, no doubt in my mind, none. Uh, this is not worth asking Curran today, but like we I, I argued with Curran about this. The reasons to fire Bill in season. You could get a look at Mayo ahead of time. You know, you could get everybody moving on. It probably would have helped Bill. Like, it would have embarrassed Bill. Oh, no. It would have embarrassed. Well, guess what? He's embarrassed now. He's getting pantsed by Atlanta. Raheem Morris. Getting pantsed by Washington. Dan Quinn. If you fired him in season, it might have been an embarrassing moment. Bill might have had a real chance at some of these jobs. Yeah. You know, like he could have. He could have figured out, uh, gotten a better view of the landscape. Now, maybe the whole league's out on him because he stinks without Brady, and that's fair. But I think if you fired him after the Germany game, for instance, on the bye week, he would have had a bigger runway to get his next job. I don't know because I think the ultimate reason that he got fired was all the personnel decisions, and that seems to be what he still wants to flex Look, on these other teams. Maybe, Like, give me the personnel power, and I'll go work for maybe you. Maybe it wouldn't have been so sloppy. Like, this feels sloppy. Like, Bill is trying to get in on all these jobs, and now he's getting left at the altar? Well, do we know that he was trying to worm in on Washington, or did Washington say that they just had a conversation with them? I mean, I don't know. You tell me. What it's, if the conversation was, hey, Bill, we're going to pay this coach $10 million, and he's like, and then hangs up? It could be that. My guess is, I, I don't know, if Bill wants to coach, he should be reaching out about some of these jobs. But you're right, maybe it was Washington reaching out to him. I don't know. Another thing that would have done if they had fired him in season, let's say they fired him after, like, the Saints game, right? The, the, the Cowboys in the Saints game, they fired him after that game. They probably weren't even thinking about it, but if they had then that means that Raiders' loss doesn't happen. Those five losses in a row to the Dolphins, Commanders, Colts, and Giants, and Chargers, all of those don't happen. So, yeah. you know, like, the, he, bad the season the doesn't look mouth. as bad right. for him. Like, right, right, it was, right. it's not good, but it doesn't look as bad. Right, you weren't shut out by the Chargers yeah. if you got fired. That's a good point. Uh, Barry is in New Bedford. Go ahead, Barry. Hey, guys. Uh, I'm not touching Justin Fields with a 10-foot pole, okay? He's been there three years. He's bounced two coordinators. One of the things that came out of Ohio State with him was he had issues reading coverages. It shows up in the last three years where after he gets off his first read, he kind of either runs with the football or takes, it, or takes a hit. And, Mego, you are correct. I'm not trading all those picks because this team's in a rebuild. So if you don't take a quarterback this year, you don't take Daniels or May or Williams, next year it's Shader Sanders, Carson Beck, and Quinn Ewers. Either way, you're taking a quarterback either, either now or next year. Yeah, I'm not waiting. I'm not waiting. Uh, why am I? Why am I doing that? It was just prolonging the rebuild. So I agree. Justin Fields has had some issues. I thought last year was going to be the year where he took off, and he didn't. Year year one to year two, he made a jump, not a leap, but a jump, and he did not make that jump from year two to year three. And we can blame coordinators. We can blame what's around him. Although he at least got DJ Moore, we can blame the injury that he had in the middle of the year. But there was not the jump that I wanted to see out of Justin Fields. That said. Again, if they don't like the if they don't like Drake May and they don't like Jaden Daniels and that's the guy sitting at three, what are you going to do for a quarterback 
my solution to kind of middle it and take a flyer on a guy that I like that has not lived up to my expectations, I would trade for Justin Fields. But we're talking like a third-round pick. But yes, Yeah, but well, here's the other thing with that is that, okay, Fields had some really nice games this year. Like, he had some nice performances. But if there's anything that I feel like I've learned from the recent experience with quarterbacks here is that quarterbacks can have a nice game. Quarterbacks can have nice moments. They can have a streak of a couple of good games where you go, hey, there's something here. Look at this guy. Right. Matt can beat the Bills. It's about the consistency. Like, can you put those back to back to back to back? Can you put them season to season? And you definitely can't say that you've seen that with fields and the sample size that you have so far. And furthermore, like, if someone can get it out of him, let's say it's possible uh, someone can get that out of him with talent and coaching. Is this the place? That's the big question. Like that's not, a, not as will he be any better right here than he was there? Yeah. Like, is he going to a better situation? Would he even want to come here? That's a completely fair question. You know? Like, is this the kind of place that can have him reaching his potential? Uh, David is in the car. Go ahead, David. David, not ready. Oh, we have been, we have David, been on a good. Come on. David, a good yeah. streak. This is a real problem. No, no, no. we have been on. No, I disagree. We have been on a good streak with David and his phone. Very well. Uh, Miles is in Maine. Go ahead, Miles. Yeah, hi. Uh, so I'm not sure if anybody's mentioned this yet, but uh, with Mahomes being on the verge of perhaps winning his third Super Bowl and all this GOAT talk going on, do you think that perhaps that might entice Brady to come out of retirement, especially considering... Okay, so uh, is, your, your, your phone's breaking up a little bit. Is Brady coming Crossing out of retirement? too there at is the end. Is Brady coming out of retirement to play? <laughs> I no. plead the fifth. No? No. no. I don't believe he is. No, Why? Not. 46 now. I just think he's. it's not happening now. Okay. I mean, Why wouldn't he have before this? I don't know. He want maybe he wanted a year off. He's getting cold feet about the Fox deal. He does not sound like he's super engaged. Teams reached out to him last year, and in fairness, he told them no. The Niners were interested. The Vikings were interested, and he if he's told turning them down no. the Niners last year. I don't see him t- picking up this year. I just don't. I don't well, see that let me let me give you the theory that was, team, let me yeah. give you the theory that was posited at the time that he might need a year off because of personal turmoil or whatever is going on in his life, a divorce, and. You know he's more ready to take that job now. Needed that hoe phase year. I don't look. I don't really buy that, and I don't Why think he's. That? I don't think he's coming back. <laughs> but I'm not so dismissive as you guys. I'm not as dismissive as you guys. He is one guy where you, it's tough to be dismissive, but I just think like the physical toll at this point when he's been out of it for a year. Like I don't see him wanting to go back to I mean, it. He's got to go push Noble now. The, yeah. Bra- the Brady brand and TB12, those are dead. So That's he's got, true. He's got to go push Noble. Isn't it less like work ba- to push Noble than to push his TB12 brand? I think somebody else is running it now. Yeah, I mean, I guess he's the number two in charge at, at Noble. Or, be 47 or forty seven you know. next when the season starts. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, George Bland to play that long like that, yeah. that's that's a lot. I mean, that's okay. Basically fifty. I'm just saying he's not moving. Product. Sign a three year deal. He's not moving the same uh, the the product the same way when he's sitting in the booth. That's true. And but I think I think, I think financially he's doing fine. Thing. I think he knows he's going to stink in the booth, and I, I I think he's getting a little afraid of going in the booth. Really? Yes. He took last year off. He took last year off to go into the booth, probably because he's afraid. Like I think, I, I think he's afraid to do it. Because he doesn't know what's expected of him? Because he thinks that he's I not... He's afraid. How does he listen to some of the stuff that's in the booth elsewhere and not go, I can wipe the floor with this maybe he can't back Tony up. robot? He yeah, maybe he's he can't. awkward and he's not really, you know, I just it's a, it's a, not something everybody's maybe, good at. Yeah, maybe he know? can't. Like, maybe he yeah. knows he can't. And he's like, wow, they're going to pay me 37 or $38 million a year or whatever. I can't say no to that. Like Joe now Montana was never in the booth. Making you know? me like, anxious for him. I think yeah. Montana was in the booth. Did he? I, I mean, he didn't, he, did. he didn't last long. No, he was. No, right, because not everybody could do it. Right. 
And so Aikman's great in the booth, you know? Like it doesn't doesn't matter how good a quarterback you are. Aikman's the best. Greater than Greg Olson, which is about the only <sighs> unnice thing I can say about Greg Olson. I think you're wrong there. Buck and Aikman, I've said it for years. And and they cleaned up Monday night. People are like, you can't fix Monday night football. Buck and Aikman, best broadcast. Buck team. and Aikman are the best team right now, but I like Olson more than Aikman, and it's not just the Cowboys thing. Okay. 617-779-793. Someone's got a little crush. It's, pro- it's probably a Cowboys thing. Uh crush we'll continue. On who? You have a crush on Olsen? You have a crush on Olsen. Yeah, you kind of do. You have a crush on Olsen. I have a crush on Joe Burrow. That's different. Mm -hmm. I'm not supposed to talk about that in my home anymore. Crush on Joe Burrow, but a little side eye on Greg Olsen. Uh, (laughs) 617-779-7937. I'm in in my hoe face. (laughs) Should the Patriots trade for Justin Fields? Uh, What's going on with Bill getting shut out in Washington? And Arkin has a trade proposal for the Red Sox. Since they're not doing anything, they're not adding anyone. They might as well sell, right? Let's get to that next. We're right back to it. Jones and Mego on WEEI. There is a consensus. I would say that there is surprise that the Red Sox have not been more aggressive. Now, from my perspective, when I check on players and where they're going and who might be interested in which guys, I hardly ever hear their name. That's what is surprising to me, that they're not seemingly in the mix for any players you think they would be in the mix for. And again, the need is glaring. It's quite obvious. And there are pitchers out there. And I know Snell has warts. Montgomery might not be a number one. These are all fair assessments. And mm-hmm. listen, no one acquired Dylan Cease yet. No one acquired Corbin Burns yet. Obviously, the prices are quite high for those guys. But man, there are other ways to do things. And in a bigger picture sense, why did you fire Heim Bloom if this is the way you're going to go? The right. complaint with Heim Bloom, as I understood it, was they're not winning at the big league level. Fair complaint. They had not won at the big league level. They finished last three of the last four years. Okay. But if the goal is not to finish last, which I would imagine it is, this is an odd way of going about it. Ken Rosenthal with Chris Cotillo. Fenway Rundown. We played that a couple of times in the last couple of days. Uh, We'll get to Arkan's trade proposal for the Red Sox. I found this interesting. Uh, 617-779-7937. You can jump in on our big question of the day. Should the Patriots trade for Justin Fields? We've discussed Bill Belichick being shut out in Washington. He wanted the Atlanta job. My guess is he wanted the Washington job. He wants a job. He doesn't want to be out of coaching. And no one's saying yes. What does that tell you about Bill and our legacy discussion from yesterday? Uh, Meanwhile, there's this. And I want to add it quickly before we get to the Sox. Brian Hines, Pat's Pulpit. I don't think I'm the most popular at Pat's pulpit. Oh no! Uh, Brian, what did you do to them? Brian Hine, you know you can't say anything mean about the Patriots. Oh, they 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 tend to yeah, like they, the Patriots over there. They wouldn't like you then. Yeah, no, they were so right about Bill and Mac and everything else. Uh, I don't think they tend to like me over there. But Brian Hines at Pat's pulpit, uh, I guess, is listening to Senior Bowl coverage. And you hate Patriots fans. <laughs> Daniel Jeremiah, that was Pat's pulpit calling it. Daniel Jeremiah on the uh, Senior Bowl broadcast, who I maintain is the best in the the mock draft season. You know, I think he's he's an accurate mock draft because I think he talks to a lot of people and knows what teams are thinking. Is this show just ranking media now? Or like, uh, Troy Aikman's the best at this. Yeah. Jeremiah's yeah. the best at that. I, we'll, we'll comment, we'll comment okay. on media. Brady's going to be the worst, probably. <laughs> um, you will, you will, you will, you will, you will. I don't know, Jam. <laughs> Uh, he said, "Stop it, Romobot." He said he would be "quote unquote" stunned if the Patriots do not go quarterback at number three. He said, "Of the top three teams, he adds Washington is the team he's not one hundred percent sure 
will go quarterback. Now, if you really want to break that down, he's not sure they'll go quarterback. It's only out of the top three teams. He's not saying Washington won't take a quarterback, but that's interesting. Could that be bluster? Could they be looking to get the Patriots to trade up? Could they be looking at a team behind them to trade up? Um, you know, is it a smokescreen? I have no idea, but that'd be great news for the Patriots. If Washington takes Marvin Harrison at two, to me, that's great news for the Pats, assuming you like Jaden Daniels or you like Drake May. And if you don't, then you got to pivot and go to Justin Fields. But I think that's good news for the Pats, unless you love Marvin Harrison. Which I do, and I wouldn't like that. Uh, if they get Harrison at two, then... You know, I think you'd have to settle for one of those quarterbacks, and you'd be doing it without one of the best weapons that's available out there right now. And I think that Harrison, even you know, putting him up with the wide receivers who are in free agency, I think he's on that level. I do, and I don't think you can say the same for those quarterbacks. But again, this is personal preference. And if the Patriots are that you know horny for a quarterback, one of these quarterbacks, then they should target him. They should go up and get him. I, I've always thought that. You're, I just I don't agree. You're the Commanders fan. Do you think mm-hmm. they're taking Harrison, or could they be going like O line if they're not taking a quarterback? Oh my God, I don't know. They need a quarterback. So at this point, I don't know what this dumbass team is doing. <laughs> they're going to stick with Sam Howell out there, and then have Marvin Harrison Ooh. Jr. and have Howell just get sacked fourteen times Sam, a game, and Sam Harrison Howell never Harrison. sees the stupid ball. I like it. I like it. Because his problem was he didn't have any good receivers to throw to. Like, what are they well, doing? That's, that's what I realized as we're talking it out. They like, have good receivers. I'm like, Washington would go with Marvin Harrison, but maybe they'd go O-line there. Or I don't know. Maybe they're like Detroit. and They're like, we're just going to keep taking receivers until we hit on Calvin Johnson, yeah. you know, a decade plus ago. But they have good receivers. It's not an area of need. They need a quarterback. Uh, I mean, they have a... They have one good receiver. Yeah, McLaurin's good. Like, Dodson's good, but he's not, you know, yeah. he's not better they're than Harrison. good. No, neither of them are better than Harrison. Two of them do McLaurin not McLaurin might be better Harrison. than Harrison. I mean, McC- McLaurin's, so? McLaurin's a okay, tried would you call, and true. Would you call McLaurin a generational talent? Uh, no. Not necessarily, okay, but you don't then know what that are we Harrison. Doing with Harrison? Because right. you don't know that Harrison's going to come into the league and be a thousand yard receiver right away. Everybody's talking about enough, him like he is. Enough of the Commanders minute. I was just all, all I was trying to get an idea on is what what they're doing at two, and that would be good news for the Patriots. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Keeps baiting me with these Commanders ideas, I, and then he's like, "Stop talking about this, the Commanders." No, no. This this time I baited you. The first time I was just, I just mentioned Dan Quinn. Uh, on this one, Arkan, what do you want the the Red Sox to do? You had a uh, you had something that you've been chewing on. Thinking over, and you have an idea for the Red Sox this offseason since, you know, they're not in on anybody. Yeah, Ken they're not in on anyone. Us. They're not uh, trying to improve this pitching staff. They're going to be cutting salary. You saw Sam Kennedy and all them the signing that big contract with PGA, big smiles on their face. They don't care about the team. So I was thinking about Rafael Devers and his huge contract that they gave him and how really the only three guys in this team making any money are him, Trevor Story, I guess Yoshida, and then you could say Jansen too a little bit, but he's making the most. And what's the point of, like, if you're if you're going to go about this way of team building for the prime years of Rafael Devers' career and this contract that you signed him to, why throw those away? These are the prime years of the one guy you invested in, and you're not going to invest in the team. So it makes me wonder, like, why did they do this? Why did they sign him to this long extension? They didn't sign Mookie to one. Why did they sign Devers to one? Was it just publicity? Yeah. And if it was just publicity and you're really going to punt on this season— then why not trade Rafael Devers? You could probably get something for him. If this is what it's really about, if it's about slashing payroll and building up your farm system, your farm system's not that good right now. You got four guys in the top 100. If you really want to make something happen here, you can get a return for Rafael Devers. And I'm sorry, I just don't think enough fans are going to fill up Fenway Park. It's not even like he's some big draw at the box office either. So, you know, like, if they spend money on pitching, I'll change my mind. But if this is really the way they're going with it, if they're not going to spend any more money, if they're slashing payroll, 
payroll from last year. Where does Rafael Devers and his $33 million fit into that? It doesn't make any sense. Okay, so Louder Arcan. So should, Vanilla, yeah. chocolate. should the Red Sox trade Rafael Devers? 617-779-7937. I'm not willing to go that far, and it was definitely publicity. It's definitely why they signed him. Because sí. They were burned by bets. They were burned by Bogarts, and so they threw the fans something. Um, but Arkan's right. It's completely inconsistent with their plan. To pay Devers, it's completely inconsistent with everything else they're doing. Yeah, how long until Devers is DH? I mean, uh, realistically. Might, I mean, might be this year. Exactly. And so to the point of Arkan's argument there, his prime years, I mean, we're in it now. How long is that prime going to last? I don't want to sound like hysterical about it, but it certainly doesn't make sense for what they seem to be doing. I would, Don't get me wrong. I would much rather them go in the direction of what they did with Devers me too. with three other guys. Me that too. would be great, but they're not doing that. So what's the point of just throwing no. this random contract yeah, out Arkan, there? You're not, you're not really saying you're done with Devers necessarily. No, no, no. It's just what's I the like point Devers. of this other than a PR job? No, and what you're saying is if you're really going to commit to a plan, Devers doesn't make sense with your plan, so be consistent. And, you know, don't give us a shiny object over service. here with Devers. Right. And it's it's something they can point. It's a crutch. Like you're not can, building around him. Okay, like, but it's not it's not even just that. It's, yeah. it's something they can point to. And you heard Kennedy and Warner do this with Ken and Curtis. They're like, well, we paid Rafi Devers. And you can't really argue with that. It's like, well, they did pay Rafi Devers. So you can't say they don't pay anybody. They gave him a big contract. And the Trevor Story one I don't buy. But Devers to me is fair. Story was cheaping out on Bogarts. They paid Story less than they were going to have to pay Bogarts. That was cheaping out. That wasn't paying somebody. That was being cost-effective in their mind. Devers, they paid. So I am not trading Rafael Devers. I mean, look, I, I trade anybody in the right deal. You're a liar. But I am not looking to move Rafael Devers. I'm happy they paid him, and I want him on the team. And he's um, he's a touch husky. He doesn't really have a position on the field, and he's overpaid. Are you saying Husky? Because I told you yesterday that Husky is nicer than Porky. Yes, I, I, I am trying to be as nice as possible to Rafael Devers by calling him Husky. He doesn't have a position. He's overpaid. So he's not a perfect player, but, like, what do I care? All they did was throw some money at him, and he's a good player. I'm okay with the Red Sox doing that. I wish they did that more, and I wish they were doing that on other players. So I personally am not trading Devers. But Arkand is right. It's an outlier to what they've done. It doesn't fit with their plan. And if they were being consistent, they would cash in Devers and really go all in on the farm system. So should they do that? 617-779-7937. You can jump in there here on Jones and Mega with Arcan.